I think sometimes we don't spend as much time thinking like the consumer as we should. Like I've, I've kicked around the idea of having a, um, like a consumer council or a customer council a lot. I, I think it's time for me to do that because the, the students did a great job of doing research and, and brought back that membership information from one of my new competitors, right, right. which is that's what consumers are going to look at. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast, an auditory journey through the latest in marketing, branding, and advertising. Now, here's your Marketing Expedition Guide, Ray Allen. On this week's episode of the Marketing Expedition Podcast, I get to speak with Warren Danforth, and he's the owner of Spa 35 Medical Spa, a business he launched 16 years ago in downtown Boise, Idaho. Spa 35 helps people look and feel their best with a long list of non-invasive cosmetic services that include Botox, Juvederm, IPL laser treatments, and cool sculpting fat removal. And Spa 35 Med Spa was created to help customers look and feel 35 for life. Spa 35's vision is to maximize minimally invasive medical procedures to roll back the hands of time and extend the amount of time customers can spend near the sweet spot of 35. The time when we're a mature adult, but yet not too old. <laughs> for many, nearly so for nearly 17 years, Spa 35 has been delivering on the vision with a comprehensive suite of aesthetic services. Clients have been exuberant about their services at Spa 35, having written more than 400 five-star Google reviews about their outstanding experiences. And of course, Warren and I work together on developing future marketing leaders utilizing Spa 35 as a potential client for Boise State's students assigned to the creative marketing agency and pitching Spa 35 as if they were going to become the agency of record. Warren brings a unique combination of experience to the med spa industry. His leadership and management practices in the aesthetic business are influenced by more than 15 years in sales and general management positions, and as a pioneer in the wireless telecommunications industry, easy for me to say. But before we get into Warren's interview, it is now time for the Marketing Essentials Moments, the basics that you need to help you continue to build your brand and your bottom line. And today, I want to talk about an event that we have coming up and you may have heard about it and if you've listened to my podcast previously but I just want to keep reiterating this event that is coming up at the new year in 2023 we do this event every single year it's the marketing trends for the new year and it's a workshop it's from 8 a.m to 12 p.m mountain standard time we will do it at the aired club in downtown Boise or you can join us on zoom online and get to hear all the latest and great in marketing trends and wins and event marketing promotions and uh, from the SBA, SBDC office, Kim will share all the latest and greatest for small businesses as well as larger businesses too. We're going to have Brian Urqua come and talk to us about connected television and programmatic television uh, advertising as well as over OTT, over the top advertising. He's a partner that we get to work with to help with omni-channel marketing for our clients and so he's going to share all of the things that he's seeing in the future as well and things that you can incorporate into your marketing strategy and plan. Anyway, why don't you think about coming to our event or signing up to join us on Zoom. Go to marketing 
trendsevent.com, marketingtrendsevent.com. And we are going to share and we'll have networking. We'll have all kinds of good things for you to learn. It's an interactive workshop and ways that you can implement strategies and tactics to continue to help you build your brand and your bottom line. Because we know that the future is here and we want to recession-proof our business, dare I say the word recession, (laughs) but if that is the case, we need to double down on digital and do things that are going to help you continue in your marketing journey. So go to marketingtrendsevent.com, get registered for early bird pricing. Uh, It'll end soon, so get that on your docket for January 19th, 2023. And of course, if you're listening to this after the fact, uh, be sure to reach out to us. We have a, well, we, we will have a replay for you that you can access as well as maybe sign up for the next year. <laughs> we always do it every January for you to learn and for us to keep on top of the latest and greatest and stay innovative and continue to help build brands and bottom lines with our clients, with you as our listener, as our audience. We want to continue to help you along in your marketing journey, just as we are on this journey together. So without further ado, let's listen in to Warren's interview. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Allen. I'm the president and CEO of Pepper Shock Media and the founder of the Marketing Expedition Community. And today's guest, we have Warren Danforth from Spa 35. Welcome, Warren. Good morning, Ray. Happy to be here. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I've known you for a while, but I think our audience needs to hear a background story from you and what got you to where you are now with Spa 35. So let's just back up and share a little more about Warren. Okay. Well, let's see. I'm trying to think about about how far back to go. You know, when you get to be this age, you, you got to be like a one-page resume. Uh, so I, I've, I own and operate Spa 35. We've been open for about 16 years. Uh, and uh, so we're like a full-service medical spa. We do hair removal and um, Botox and fat removal and kind of all that kind of stuff. Um, so I've been doing it for a long time, considered an expert in the field. Uh, I do some marketing work for Candela, one of the manufacturers of lasers and stuff like that. So I really enjoy the, the marketing side of the business. Yeah. Before I got into the med spa business, I was actually in the cell phone business. Uh-huh. So I was one of the very early pioneers in cell phones back in 86. Wow. Yeah. Back like when they were like the, the big phones, right? Oh, yeah. It was the big phones. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and so I kind of worked my way up through the sales and marketing um, line of that. And I really, I was very, very lucky and that, that business was so immature uh, that they brought a lot of really educated marketing people in to help run those organizations. So I was kind of the, uh, the, the techno guy with, within the business. I kind of knew how self, the cell phone business worked. Yeah. And then I ended up working with Stanford MBAs and Harvard MBAs Whoa. and MIT MBAs and really learned all the, all the marketing stuff just yeah. from, from that environment. So it was oh, really yeah. fun. And then I kind of switched from the cell phone business to the med spa business about, you know, I started that about 20 years ago. Wow. So you, did you right away buy the business or did you work in the industry first and then, I guess you said 16 years. So tell yeah. me, tell me your entrepreneurial oh, journey. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I, so I moved to, to Boise, like, like um, I won't say millions, but hundreds of thousands of other people. Yeah. I left California and yeah. come to Idaho. Uh-huh. Uh, I was one of the early people to do that. 
Right. I just got, I was, I was living in San Diego at the time and just, you know, I wanted to raise a family, did not want to do it in California. Yeah. And when I moved to Boise, I thought, oh, well, you know, I, I'll, I'll find a job in Boise. It's just, you know, it's, it's a nice size town. They've got HP and they've got Micron and all that. Yeah. And what I found is that my skill set was just not a great fit for the, for the Boise businesses. So I started the, the uh, franchise research um, project. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll buy a franchise. Yeah. And I could not find a franchise that, that really hit my button. I was actually at a trade show in Vegas where they were, uh, I was listening to a pitch about tanning beds. Huh. And I was in this big room and I was like, oh my God, like I don't want to give people scan- cancer. Like, this, yeah. like I'm going to give people skin cancer. Yeah. And I, I was sitting next to a woman, it was very nice. And I was telling her kind of what my dilemma was. I was looking to, to buy a franchise or start a franchise. And she just said, well, you should open a medical spa. And I was like, I have no idea what a medical spa is. Tell me more. Yeah. And she said, well, I'm a, I was had, I had a hair salon uh-huh. and then I had a friend come in and start doing some Botox. Then I bought a laser hair removal machine. Then I bought an IPL machine. And now I have a med spa. You should do one too. <laughs> wow. I was like, wow, great idea. So I, the next trade show I went to was a med spa trade show. Uh-huh. And I uh, heard a couple of people give presentations. I went up to them after the presentations and I said, hey, would you consult with me and help me open a med spa in Boise? So I hired a group out of California and a guy out of Texas, and they helped me build my own concept. Wow. So forget the franchise, make your own. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Now any plans to franchise your own at any point? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Expand and grow. Right. I, I'm not sure if I have enough patience for that. I'm, <laughs> I'm a little old, I think. Oh. So uh, that's a really amazing story because sometimes things happen out of necessity or out of just curiosity and just different reasons. And I'm sure you've been able to apply all of the marketing knowledge that you have gained uh, from your previous work into now the med spa. And, and tell me, I mean, it's it's to be in business for 16 years, right? They always say, you know, two years, three years, seven year itch, but you've done it for a while. What are some of the things that you've done that have been highly successful for you? as you went through this whole entrepreneurial marketing journey? Uh, well, a couple of thoughts. You know, one of the reasons I selected this this industry is uh, I thought that competing against physicians and doctors was a good way to go uh-huh. because the industries, at the time I started, it was all derms and cosmetic uh, surgeons that were operating all these businesses. And, you know, and traditionally, they're not great business people, right? <laughs> they, go, they go to school for many, many years. They get very educated clinically. And so I thought that what I could do is bring the, the marketing yeah. um, piece to, to the table. And this worked out really, really well for us. I mean, we were very focused on the clinical expertise, uh, but we, I think what our differentiator is, is really the marketing side. Right, right. And you, let's just be clear, yep. to be a med spa, you have licensed and, you know, nurses and people that come and administer the things, right? Yep. So we've got um, two nurse practitioners that we work with. And in Idaho, nurse practitioners have got prescriptive authority for pretty much everything. I mean, you, you can open up your own clinic as a nurse practitioner in Idaho. Uh, when I started, I, d- I did um, a, a more of a funny story in a way, but I actually had my ex-wife go to the emergency rooms and say, hey, you know, when someone has a car accident or something and they need some facial work, what cosmetic surgeon do you send them to? And the name that kept getting brought up was Mike Bailey. Yeah. And so Mike Bailey's a local cosmetic surgeon. So I, I looked him up in the phone book and called him up and said, hey, here's this idea I've got. I want to do the non-surgical pieces. And then when people get to the point where they need you know, facelifts and more surgical options, I'll send them to you. Do you want to join up together? And he said, yeah, that's a great idea. So in our building, there's, he's retired now. We've got cosmetic surgeons on the top floor. Uh-huh. And so as, so as our customers mature and they need more aggressive treatments, 
uh, we've got places to, to work with them. Yeah. Yeah. In the same building. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great marketing partnership and cooperation that you can then send referrals to yeah. each other. No, it's a win-win. Yeah, that, yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I met you when you sponsored the Idaho Business Review Women of the Year uh, reception for past recipients and, and, and current recipients of the award that uh, our local publication does, business publication does, and um, honoring women. And, and it's a good place for you to be because that's, you know, mm-hmm. where a lot of those women can, you know, learn about what you do. And, and we got to talking, um, you know, we've known each other for years, kind of came, came and go from those events. And uh, I, as you know, teach at Boise State, and I was describing a need for a brand that my agency students could pitch to. And so, Warren, um, I would love for you to share the experience that we've had with our students. And last night, we got to see their pitches, and I just would love for you, from your perspective, uh, the process that you got to go through with, with our students and, and um, some of the things that you gained from that experience, and of course, the things that they gained from your knowledge and experience. Uh, let's share with our audience that that whole journey that we got to go through this last semester. Oh, absolutely. It was a lot, it was a lot of fun. So they're about... 30 students in the class? Is that, is that um, right? 25? It seems like it, but there's right. actually about 20. <laughs> okay. Um, but, you know, it was, it was a great opportunity for me to um, kind of pretend like we we're going through the agency selection process. And I went through all the questionnaires, you know, that you typically give to your customers yeah, yeah. and and uh, prepared kind of a business overview for the students and and gave them the guidance that they needed to uh, develop proposals for SPA 35 is selecting one of the teams that they're on as their agency of record. And so last night was a lot of fun. They, great insight, you know, from, from my perspective, I'm 62 now, and you know, I'm not a digital native in a lot of ways. And right. the, you know, and these younger folks, they, they are That's like- That's all they know. <laughs> that, is, they, that is it. So it was great to get a, an outsider's perspective on how, not only how we run the business, but how we communicate the business value, how we select our target customers, um, they, they did just a fabulous job of really opening my eyes to a lot of things that, you know, when you're day-to-day into the business, yeah. you have a tendency, at least I do, kind of overlook, so, you know, that, that webpage has been there forever. Um, it's fine. And, man, these kids were like, oh, your images are off and uh, your, your user interface is bad. And, you know, they did it in a very polite way. But uh, we, they... we, we coached him up on that. Cause, like I was trying to tell him, don't tell him everything he's doing is bad or wrong because that's not how it's done. They did a very good job. They were very politically correct. Uh, but it was awesome because I've, um, I've taken the, the feedback we've gotten from the students and really – there's kind of a two-part process to it, right? When you have to develop all those materials and fill out your questionnaire that you give yeah, to people, yeah. it creates a lot of thought. Mm-hmm. You know, you really got to uh, think about like, well, I'm, I'm putting this in this documentation. Why do we still do this? Or are there things that we're missing? Right. And then to get the feedback from the students yesterday, and they all, they all did a great job. Um, it really um, gave me a long list of things. Now I've got to go back <laughs> and prioritize and figure out what I'm going to fix first. Yep. What to stop, start, keep and tweak. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And, and pri- in order of priority in that way, thinking about the things that you're going to stop doing so that you can make room for the things that you want to start doing or tweak doing that have, you know, maybe worked or and just because it's been done that way for a long time, doesn't mean that it can't be improved upon. Right. I mean, it may work the way it is, but if you tweak it just a little bit, maybe it'll work even better. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, a message about our sponsor, Stitch Fix. 
Stitch Fix is personalized styling for men, women, and kids that sends clothing to your door. Get clothing hand-selected by their expert stylist sent to your doorstep. You try on the pieces at home, buy your favorites, and send back the rest free of charge. Skip hours of browsing and going to the store. Get Stitch Fix's experts to style and curate pieces just for you. And our listeners get a $25 credit to try Stitch Fix. There's no subscription required and shipping is free. So go to peppershock.com offers and select the link to Stitch Fix and you'll get your $25 on your first order. So, yeah. okay, so, so if, you, if you wouldn't mind sharing, what are some of the areas of focus that you think you're going to prioritize now? <laughs> sure. Um, well, I think the, the key, some, some of the key things they got, that they um, communicated is on our messaging to make sure that we're not talking too aggressively about the problems that people have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we really talk about kind of body, positive images. Yeah, and Body and, positivity, yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and make sure that we tweak our messaging so that we're not being hypercritical. Uh-huh. And I talked to Alex a little bit afterwards. You know, Alex yeah. Hoyt was there with me. And we were talking about, you know, one of the things for us is that we listen to our, we're, we have so many interactions with our customers. We're a, kind of a customer. Customers come in and saying, yeah. oh, my God, my eyes are droopy and this and that and that. So we just yeah. kind of assume that's how we should be marketing. And maybe we go a little overboard sometimes because uh, we hear that from the people inside the door, but maybe not the, the people that are still checking us out might not right. want to be that, right. um, that, that yeah. level of detail. It, it, changing the messaging just uh, enough to tweaking it a little and, and making it to where it's, you know, glorifying your inner beauty and making it even, uh, you know, enhancing your image and enhancing the things that need to be enhanced in ways and, um, you know, the cool scoping and the boy I say that ten times fast. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're used to saying it, but uh, you know, just being able to do the things that you can do and enhance their bodies, as opposed to like, yeah, making them kind of have that negative uh, feeling of like, oh, you have to do this because you, you know. So yeah, I think that was a good message to glean from t- to do that, and not objectifying or any of those the the, the, right. the stronger words that they were using, but um, celebrating the self-care is for everyone Mm -hmm. and that you know men too that was another area that we discussed we had different target audiences and one of the things that kept coming up is that you could open the doors to men as well right yeah and then i think um, that's another one from a generational perspective you know i'm probably um from that generation where men don't do that stuff. But now you've got these younger students that are like, oh, guys, you know, Brotox, yes, we we want some of that. (laughs) Exactly. Yes, that was a really good insight too. So we are gonna go back and kind of relook at some of our marketing. Uh, It did also highlight though, I I do track um, our website hits and I've got two pages for men. I've got a Botox for men page and a Cool Sculpting for men page. Uh And they actually consistently rank very high. So we we do keep an eye on that. Um, We always kind of try to figure out how how to send our messages out to the appropriate target market. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the take rate for men is not quite as high as it is for women, but they are certainly... I don't know if it's the men doing the research or if it's the women saying, hey, <laughs> you need to do my, this. <laughs> my man needs some cool sculpting, right? <laughs> well, and that was one of the ideas that they came up with, too, is being able to, uh, you know, your spouse, right? Uh, you've got all the women in there and they've got spouses. So doing some sort of referral program where they both get a percentage off or um, actually, I really liked the membership idea where it's not where you're discounting anything, but you're giving them a gift and they're in a VIP level and then they get preferred scheduling and things like that. 
that, which was an interesting take because you don't always want to discount everything that you do, you know, continue to keep the value, but maybe just add value to what they're getting as a, as opposed to discounting it. Right. Yep. Yeah. I think that was um, some great insight as well. So I think we have a, I have a bad habit of running things like a consumer product, Mm -hmm. which means Mm -hmm. we do specials every month. And I'm really noticing right now, you know, I'm, we're actually going to go through the process of raising prices. You know, we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're seeing the same thing. You and everyone else in right? this world, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, our vendors are raising costs onto us. And so it's, it's squeezing our margins. Yeah. So it's becoming much more difficult to do uh, promotional discounts when the vendor community is raising their prices. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we're taking a fresh look at that. I think the membership is a, is a good idea. Yeah. And, they, and they brought some really good information from a competitive um, perspective that... Yeah. You know, I think sometimes we don't spend as much time thinking like the consumer as we should. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've kicked around the idea of having a, um, like a consumer council or yeah. a customer council a lot. I, yeah. I think it's time for me to do that because the, the students did a great job of doing research and, and brought back that membership information from yeah. one of my new competitors. Right, right. Which is, that's what consumers are going to look at. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's kind of nice because it's not like you can just call up your competition and say, so, what's your, you know, what right. are you charging? What are you doing? You know? Well, so maybe nice, you can. So, yeah, maybe. <laughs> little little uh, shop, uh, what's it called? Uh, secret yeah. shopping, you right. know? But it was good insight because, uh, you know, one of the students, she, she called herself a little closer to, I guess, our age, if you right. will. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all of 27. Little, right? Yeah, right. A little more mature than maybe some of the other students. But, um, and she did, she did that research. She called other competitors and, you know, just inquired about it and got dug in really good and, and got some great information. And I was super proud of my students for being able to just really take this seriously and learn about an industry that they're not quite into just yet. But like you said, they, they had a different perspective and now they're applying all of their marketing knowledge that they get to learn from me and other mm-hmm. marketing professors at Boise State. But um, I, I did find it very interesting um, with the imagery that they came up with and the messaging and, and you know, some of it was humorous, some of it was, you know, they even uh, produced a radio commercial. I thought that was, <laughs> they went above and beyond in that case. But um, yeah, I think that there's definitely good, um, ideas and tactics for you to, to take you and Alex to take and move forward. And uh, the the reward for the agency that was selected, uh, we promised that you would give them a LinkedIn review, right? Recommendation reviews, rewards, all the things, um, and give them that uh, so that they can use that for their resume and, and actually say that they've worked with a real live client, you know, even though they didn't actually end up getting hired, right. but you know, <laughs> hey, these these students can now go on and say, you know what, we worked with Warren on this project and, uh, you know, went through the whole process just like you would in a regular agency scenario and put together their written proposals, oral proposals. They had to practice. I would say, I always kept telling them, practice makes progress. Oh, I like it. <laughs> Hey, I'm going to interrupt you and give you and give you a plug too, because I, you know, I told the students this, but I want to make sure your your audience hears this. You know, your students got a great real world education in that class. It was not book learning. It was not. This is what I've heard. 
it was really, it was very, very um, insightful in real world. And I think for your students, they, they walk away with skills that they actually can go and apply in a job. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And even at the beginning, they had to interview each other and figure out who the CEO was going to be, who is, you know, each role that they had to play. And I did. I made them like as if they were at a job interview and they had to like interview and do all of that process. Even halfway through the semester, I was like, OK, is there going to be any change up? Does anybody, you know, is anyone going to quit their job and go get hired somewhere else? I mean, they all stayed with their job, but um, I tried to make it as much as real world as I could and give them examples and, and guide them. I couldn't do it for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was really pleased, especially with the winning agency, of course. I mm-hmm. mean, they had the pitch dialed in. They didn't use notes. They knew what they were saying. Their transitions were smooth. They, you know, dressed for success. We talked yes. about that. Yep. And uh, there were more sport coats in there than I've, that I've seen in a long time in a college class. <laughs> They listened to me. It was great. Yeah, I enjoy it. Uh, I mean, this is definitely a passion project, you know, and next semester I get to also teach the National Student Advertising Competition. So we're going to go through the same process, but for a national brand. Wow. And next, uh, next semester it'll be for Indeed, for resume, you know, the resume right. company. Um so we get to do the whole thing all over again. And so now I'm doing both classes at the same time. I'm going to have to fit it in, but I know I will. And I know I can. <laughs> it's exciting. And I think for for those of you listening, going through a, pro, you know, a process like this, you know, contacting a local university or, you know, a community college that needs a project, um, this is a great way to get additional insights that you may not always have the time or energy or effort or even the the capacity to do it right and so having students do that for you is is an advantage yeah yeah and i, and I think it's stephen covey and i'm not sure if it's him or brian trace it said if you really want to learn a subject teach it yeah right yeah. I, mean, I mean the questions that those students give you really make you think so you've got to know your stuff if you want to get better at your craft Teach it. Teach it. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I know I, a few weeks ago, had somebody said, well, if those who can't do teach, I'm like, <laughs> right. let me just tell you that's not the case. Yeah. And it's true. I think if, um, I mean, and I'm constantly wanting to learn more new things so I can impart that on, on our, on our students too. I mean, there's new technologies, new AI technology and new, all these things that are happening. And for me, I love it. And I get to go now travel all over and also speak on marketing and innovation and trends and wins and all kinds of fun things. So it does pay off to teach. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, and technology is changing so quickly. I mean, if you don't stay on top of it, you're, you're outdated quickly. Yep. Yeah. And oh yeah. That's, I think the most exciting thing for me with marketing is, um, you know, as coming from the cell, the cell phone background, I, I, I was in cell phones before smartphones, right. and now you have these powerful computers that are marketing tools. Oh man, yeah. And um, you know, I think as as marketers, we we've got to play that balancing act between. I mean, how do we ensure customer privacy and we're and we're not a little right you know, over yeah. doing things? Yeah. And I think it's a really exciting time to be in marketing and, and marketing technology, because uh, things are progressing so quickly. We're, we're, there's going to be a lot of um, advances in technology, and I think there's also going to be some regulation coming that we're all have to stay on top of. Oh, I know. And with AI being able to, you know, output content, and you can't detect necessarily if it's for original content or from AI, I think that's going to be 
a whole new world both on the academic side and in marketing because it's you know it, you can use that to your advantage but it's it's definitely going to disrupt the industry coming soon with what you can do with text messaging and you know I don't know the metaverse and right. <laughs> all the things that are um, coming out and, and growing and being able to you know track and measure right we measure what we treasure mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's another thing that you uh, were, were picking up on with with my students I always want them to find what the KPIs are and I call them the kept promise indicators I like that. <laughs> yeah and they did a great job on that yeah. I think that's the yeah. piece uh, I find some is the most difficult. Right? You know, yeah. We talked a little bit uh, last night about you know Facebook ads and pay per click, and you know the the marketing companies like Google and Facebook. You know it's, it's in their best interest, and we and we all have a hard time keeping you know our filter out of mm-hmm. out of things. It's in their best interest to make the numbers look as possibly good of as they course. could be. Mm-hmm. So we've got to find that way to put that balancing act of reasonableness about okay, well they tell me I got a hundred thousand clicks. How many customers I got of that? Yeah. Like, what like how does that translate into dollars yeah and, what's the you know, ROI the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know and there's differences between branding efforts versus you know sales converting lead gen and and all the different tactics that you take so there's putting it all together and having that good marketing mix to make sure that we're reaching Julia as your client mm-hmm. right we, we empathize with Julia as our, our primary and how we're gonna reach her specifically and we I, I talked to the students about now we have to reach people anywhere between you know, 11 to, to, you know, 13 times before they'll even acknowledge or recognize that they've even heard or seen you before if they aren't getting like a direct referral, right? Referrals yeah. are great because it's kind of one-to-one and one and one-to-one and done. And now you've got a re- recommendation from somebody. But if you, from all of the branding and marketing efforts, if it's, if the referral process isn't there for the word of mouth, or like I say, world of mouth advertising, then you really have to work at making sure you can get in front of the right person at the right time when they're having that need and, and, and sometimes they're not even knowing that they want the need until they hear about it. <laughs> yeah. You know, one of the other things your students brought up is um, the 80-20 rule on social yeah. media content. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm really taking that uh, to heart. And I, think, I think we have a really bad habit of, hey, Botox sale, you know, yep. blah, blah, blah. And I think, you know, we're going to think through our, our role as educators. Yeah. Um, on my side, I'm really going to start working on my YouTube channel quite a bit. Good. And that's going to be, you know, with 16 years of experience, I think we've got a really um, a foundational role we can play to educate people, and we shouldn't be selling them all the time. Like, right, yeah. All, none of us want yeah. to be sold all day long. Yeah, you want to add value, add value, add value, subtle sell, add value, add value. And it's true because then if people think of you as the the leader, the thought leader, the expert in your field, because you're giving them content information that's useful to them, that can help them in that buying decision, you know, help them in that journey if they're thinking about it, but they don't know, maybe there's, you know, dangers and warnings that they need to think about. Maybe there's, uh, you know, ideas of what it could do, or maybe they have ideas of what those dangers are in their mind, but it's misconceived, right? So having that misconceived of uh, misconception of what Botox can do for you or what you know cool sculpting can do for you and and being able to share that value and say this is how it can work and yeah before and after sure images work 
okay. But just being able to explain that process and share that, I think that was a, a good point for sure to look at. And they came up with some good creative ideas and quotes and things that would help. And, and your role, because you are helping one of your vendors to, to market and they look to you as you know an authority and that you get to go speak on the topic, use that to your advantage for sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> that's yep. awesome. So, and then, I mean, that's the other thing too, is like having people know the fact that you are an industry leader, that you are, you know, kind of the person that they go to when they need training and, and, and all of that. It makes you kind of be the forethought in your industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 We need other, other people to know that more right. and more. <laughs> right. And then get translated into a value for the customer, right? I mean, ultimately totally. you get to, you get to help the customer and, and yeah. provide value. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that that helps differentiate you too from, yeah. from others. And you know, there, sure, there may be other competition coming to town, but mm-hmm. um, if they, you know, and, and and one of the students also said, you know, we love to support the locals who are here. And I think after 16 years or 20 years, you know, being in Idaho, yeah. you can, you can kind of walk the 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 you know both sides of the right. fence, right? I'm pretty local. I got a pickup truck. That's, that's right. That's local for Idaho. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Especially now in the middle of winter, we need that. well Warren it's been such a wonderful journey to go on this with you Um, any final thoughts or anything um, people if they would like to reach out to you or if they want to come to spa 35 uh, go ahead and plug all the the websites and contact information that uh, you can share with our audience yep well spa35.com so it's uh, spa then the number three the number five.com we're downtown Boise Uh, we do a lot of our business over over the web so the, the web is uh, our website is very comprehensive, so they'll find more than they want. I'll be working on it, make it cleaner. <laughs> good, good. Uh, and then uh, Warren at spa35.com is my email. That's really the best way to reach me. Good. Uh, my phone's blowing up with spam right now. Although I, I know, otherwise, I get my mobile app. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> it's okay. No, I'm the same way. <laughs> yeah. But people can reach out. I'm on LinkedIn, obviously, like, like everyone else as well. Um, but I just really enjoyed the time with you and the students. And uh, I want to make sure the students are listening, that they get the the kudos for doing doing a great job and um, they, they really gave it their all. So I, I really appreciate that. Excellent. Thank you for that. Okay. One final question, Warren. I just want to give you an opportunity to share for others who may want to venture into this industry, not in our local area because we don't want any more competition, <laughs> but I do have a, a, an international audience. But I, I, what would you say to them if they were thinking about something like this? Like that, that nice, kind woman that sat next to you to tell you about this, but what are some things that you wish you would have known that you know now that uh, maybe they could glean from you and what would you do to encourage them to become med spa owners uh there, well there's opportunities now that i didn't have so there's a, there's a show called uh, am spa the american med spa association and they do, they do an annual show and they've actually got boot camps as well they do about every quarter uh that show is coming up in february i believe it's february 2nd 3rd and 4th in vegas this year mm-hmm. so i would encourage them to go to that show uh, they can join the association. It's got a, it's got a ton of resources on the website for the association, uh, and that was that's probably where I would start if I was if I was looking to get into the business. Yeah, there are go. some franchising opportunities out there right now as as well. Uh, really really exciting time for the industry. There's some some private equity coming in and uh, lots of changes in the industry overall. It's, it's really maturing right now yeah. and becoming kind of um, more like a a, a well run industrial industry rather than kind of a mom and pop. Yeah. So, so it's a good time to get in. There's a lot more resources available now. 
Yeah, and it seems like more people are open to the idea of being able to use your services without the the former kind of stigma that was around it, right? We talked about that last night too. Yeah, yeah. it used to be, I'd, I'd see one of my customers, like I, had, I have a customer whose um, daughter went to school with my son and it was about 10 years ago and I'd go to the school and I'd see her, I'd go, hey, and she'd look the other way and run away. <laughs> And that's changed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's definitely a little more widely accepted as it, than it used to be, which is good for the industry. Yes. <laughs> well, again, thank you so much, Warren. Super appreciate you and taking the time. And I know it was a lot of time to go through four written proposals, but you did. And um, they're going to just remember this for the rest of their lives. It's, it's something that they will take with them forever. Oh, thank you, Ray. My pleasure. <laughs> awesome. And for those of you listening, the best thing that you can do for us is share this episode with those you know who need to listen to what Warren had to say today. And of course, give us those reviews. Those are super helpful in the podcast land. <laughs> thank you so much. And until next time, everyone, enjoy your marketing journey. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. Want to continue the journey? Don't miss out on new episodes. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wouldn't it be great if there was one place you can go to get all the latest information and tips about marketing and advertising? The Marketing Expedition community is that place. People like you gather in our online community to build relationships with others and find the latest marketing trends, tactics, tools, and technology. We help you build your brand and your bottom line. Start your adventure today. Visit themarketingexpedition.com to find out more.